Steve Nagel minds your business exclusively on rock102.com. Hey there, kids. Welcome back to another episode of Nagel Mind Your Business, an exclusive podcast for rock102.com where we dive into the minds of business owners and even their employees to find out, hey, how does, uh, how does that job work? You've probably driven by these places a hundred times. Maybe you had some curiosity of how things work there. Well, we talked this week with Luis Garcia He uh, and continue our conversation about adult-use cannabis. Uh, Luis is uh, he's the quality control guy over there at Canna Provisions in Holyoke. And how do you get a job at a dispensary? What's it like to work at a dispensary? We find out now on Nago Mind Your Business, Episode 4, rock102.com exclusive podcast. And we are uh, in the studio with Luis Garcia from Canna Provisions in Holyoke. That's Luis, right. That's how great. are you? I'm very good. I'm yeah. very, very pleased to be here. So, Lisa, uh, Luis, what do you do at, at Canna Provisions? What's your job? Well, my current job right now is a compliance uh, specialist, mm-hmm. uh, but I've been around a few other positions uh, throughout the company. What does a compliance specialist do at a dispensary? Uh, so, normally a compliance uh, specialist is just uh, making sure that uh, we're just following you know, our regulations, uh, not only the CCC, which is our direct uh, regulatory agency, Obviously, other uh, other uh, state uh, regulatory agencies, same thing as federal regulations. Oh, okay. So you're just kind of like the uh, like the cop of the company, the hall monitor. If you will, <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> yep. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss it like it's just it's, you're just a security guard or something like that. But it's it, it's kind of like the hall monitor of the of the company, making, making sure, sure that everybody is following regulations. Same thing as every procedure that we have uh, set up between our uh, standing operating procedures is you know being followed how yeah. how it's supposed to. And uh, you're your local guy too. You're a Holyoke guy, right? You were born in Puerto Rico. I was born in Puerto Rico, yes. Right. And then when did you when did you come to Holyoke? Ooh, I'll say around 2018. Oh, so, so not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. I've and, only been living here but since 2017 in the United States. And then how did you how did you say? Well, you know what, cannabis might be a good good route to go. Uh, well, the reality is, uh, I mean, since that's I tried not, it. that's not a bad answer for anybody. Cannabis <laughs> is always a good route. To uh, go. Since I tried it, to be honest, I I started uh, consuming cannabis. Tried it for the for the first time when I was about 24, 25 mm-hmm. uh, years old. And since that since that moment, I knew that you know this is something that I like it. It's very interesting to me because uh, as far as me, I grew up, uh, you know, with a very strict family. Yeah. So, you know, everything that was drug related was a no talk. At yeah. Home. So you can even look at it and even think about it. So uh, me growing up as a very uh, athletic person, I was a student athlete first. And then obviously coming from a very strict family, you know, I never knew anything about cannabis until I actually tried it for the first time. I was like, Wow. This is not what they actually. Who has been depriving me of this my entire <laughs> exactly, life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just exactly like that. Um, so when I start uh, started consuming it, that's when I realized like this is not actually what I've been told this whole time. So I started digging a little bit more, you know, looking out for more information throughout the whole internet, and it was very interesting, you know, um, all the information that you can acquire from this plant, you know, and all the benefits that you know for for the human person. Uh, so yeah, since that moment, I was just trying to see how could I get into that industry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, in Puerto Rico at that moment, uh, we didn't even had uh, medical cannabis yet, so it, it was unable for me to. You know, I was unable to actually be in the industry while being there in Puerto Rico. 
Does um, Does Puerto Rico now have medical cannabis? If I'm, yes, really. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, they're only right now doing medical uh, cannabis. But still, due to the federal laws uh, from you know in the United States, we can't. We still can't do the the whole full fully legal importing mm-hmm. exporting thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot yep. of the stuff is grown. On the island it's, of Puerto Rico. All this is supposed to be grown in yeah. the island itself, which, to be honest, to me, is one of the most perfect places to grow. Well, I was going to say, you get, you, get, <laughs> you, get the, you get the perfect climate for it down there. You definitely and do. you probably get some uh, some better stuff, I, w- I would imagine, just from the climate itself, right? I definitely agree with that. I definitely yeah. like, and I think it's it's just a, it's going to be a whole game changer when, when you know, it's finally legalized uh, in Puerto Rico because, like you said, it's a whole year that you have the climate that you need right. to grow cannabis. So, all right. So obviously, we don't have the the climate like that up here in in Holyoke, but we do have uh, we have grow facilities, all the mm-hmm. things that are connected with cannabis. What made you decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to go over to I'm going to go fill out an application at this place uh, and, and check it out. Um. So, like I told you. Uh, my purpose, one of the main purposes of moving from Puerto Rico to here was mm. actually kind of get into that industry. So I started working on a few other jobs, uh, and one of my coworkers told me there was a job fair going on in Holyoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went initially to one of them. And, uh, Though, by, never, by the way, when you say the word job fair, I, I had this idea that there was like rides and funnel cakes and stuff. There's nothing <laughs> fair like it about it other than a bunch of booths of people. Exactly. Right. A lot of people dressed up fine just There's to no know, get giant interviewed yellow, and no, trying to get that job. No giant yellow slide to slide Unfortunately, down. Unfortunately, there yeah, isn't. Yeah, okay. All right. So, I wish it were, there was. But, uh, so you go to the job fair and then, yep. uh, yeah. And then, yeah, from there on, you know, um, they gave me the opportunity to actually be in there you know, um, in the company itself. So. Uh, that's all I needed. That's all I was actually just trying to get that opportunity to be in the industry itself. And so then they start you in this. What did you do? What's like the what's the beginner job at a dispensary? So normally, obviously, uh, the beginner job normally throughout when you go through the process of acquiring your uh, your badge, your ca- yeah. uh, cannabis agent badge, uh, you know, you can't handle any any sort of cannabis product. So they normally. Uh, have you basically kind of like running the guest, the guest itself, or uh, like mm-hmm. we say the customer engagement? So I was literally outside just receiving people in, like, hey, hi, and welcome to Canada Provisions. Right. You know, how can I better your journey? And then, you know, continuing, you know, kind of like all along the whole process, you know, of getting them registered. And then as soon as a guy will come and pick them up at the door, that's, uh, that's my job done with that person. Let's go on to the next one. So I started basically like waiting the door, kind of. Okay, and then and then what's the next step after that? Like, how do you you know work your after, way up into after the- that? You know, eventually when I got my badge, obviously they started uh, uh, having me as a sales guide and a register because at that moment I can handle product and mm-hmm. I can handle the cash that goes uh, along with the transactions. So at that moment, um, you know, I was uh, doing both of those sales guide and uh, sales register at the same time. Uh, eventually, uh, a spot opened in the inventory, uh, and I. They offered me the job. I said, "Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm up for it. It's you know more, more learning material for me. So yeah. perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm up for it. Uh, same thing. They gave me the opportunity there. Crushed it. Uh, little by little, as uh, I still climbed up that ladder until I got to uh, being a inventory supervisor. Okay. Uh, after being a inventory supervisor for almost a year, mm-hmm. uh, there was a spot open for compliance." compliance spot, uh, which in this case uh, was like an inventory coordinator. Uh, so they offered me the job. I said, yes, it's another challenge. Let's do it. 
uh, once again, all I need is the opportunity. I'll make sure to crush it. And you've been doing this since what, what year? Since uh, probably about the last year and three, four months. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good moving up pretty quick then. Right yes, there. I can definitely, I can definitely say that this company has definitely provided me with great opportunities to keep climbing on that ladder. Now, what's the biggest challenge you find as the compliance uh, guy at at, at, a, at a dispensary? Well, the reality is, uh, first of all, having everybody in uniformity. Yeah. You know, everybody following the same regulations, the same procedures. That can be that can get a little bit uh uh troubled because of the whole uh, turnover rate that mm-hmm. we have. Uh, and same thing with uh, keeping, keeping up to date with the regulations itself. You know, the laws around cannabis are so strict and they normally change like this yeah. in, in, in such a short time that you got to make sure that you're up to date with any sort of regulation. So that way you're making sure that you're complying with everything. Um, so I, th- I think those two are the two of the biggest uh Kind of like steps that I got ahead. I've always, uh, you know, I had a problem with, the, you know, the, the hypocritical way that the, the state kind of regulates cannabis versus versus alcohol. You know, alcohol you can have a you can have a a, a, a liquor store pretty much anywhere on every corner mm-hmm. in the United States, and uh, you know, across from schools and all this stuff. Where you you start talking about dispensaries, well, you can't be in this this many feet from a school you can't be in this many feet from a from a post office or mm-hmm. whatever crazy rule that they come up with it it always seems to be uh, kind of ridiculous is there a, like do they send like does the state send people in to try to bust you guys like uh would they would send somebody into a liquor store to try to buy booze do they send somebody up to the door but you you have quite the quite the technological system there where that's pretty hard to do anyway right mm-hmm. yeah uh, for, uh they do uh they have a program called the secret shopper program mm-hmm. um i'm not sure if they already uh launched it uh as last that i that i knew they haven't launched it yet but they do have it prepared yeah. which in this case would be uh uh either in collaboration with the police or the you know the ccc straight you know just having sending somebody make a purchase probably even a minor See, with a I- fake with a fake id See if you let them in. As soon as you let them in, that's probably one of the things that they'll ding you for. All right, I no longer work. Uh, I don't want to work at a dispensary. I want to be a secret shopper for <laughs> the cannabis commission. I mean, that's free product. Hey, you, you buy the stuff, you get to keep it. I hope. I would. I would think so. I don't so. think you, they they let you keep it. I think they kind of like keep it as kind of like evidence that you know that transaction was made. Um, especially if if they send a, a minor. Obviously, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is all in conjunction with probably you know lo- uh, local regulation agencies, uh, you know that they 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 work along with. Um, but they definitely do have that program, and you know we just do our best to you know to make sure that right. we comply with every regulation that states. You know anybody uh, it's has t- to be twenty one. I can imagine how <laughs> how tough of a job that is to make sure that you're always in compliance with them. You always got somebody watching mm-hmm. over you to make sure that you're doing. All these things again. It's it's one. It's probably one of the only industries in this in this state that does that. Most definitely that, that you're being watched all the time. Now, what what's the most the most exciting thing for you though when you're at work? What's the what's the thing that really gets you well, going up there? Learning, yeah. Learning is is one of the best things that I uh, that I like about the industry itself. You know, not only the company, the industry itself. Like I said, you know, with so many changes happening so quick, you got to make yourself that year. You know, you're always learning something new. Yeah, and that's that's always my kind of like my motto, you know, learn new every single day, something you know, new every single day. And and you are learning something new every single day because mm-hmm. this is a product that 
you know, has been suppressed by any kind of research or, you know, major funding from from government funding or anything mm-hmm. like that. There hasn't been a whole lot of, uh, I guess, controlled studies in the government sense of, mm-hmm. of, of cannabis, uh, if I'm saying that uh, correctly. So you're always finding out new information because as this stuff becomes more legal, more people have more experiment, experimentation with it, and and then you have you're the, finding out more right information yep. about that stuff, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Now, what do you what? Uh, where would you like, uh, you know, working in the cannabis cannabis industry to take you? Well, I would say first of all, being a leader in this industry, um, I've I've always I'm was always say that I was born to lead. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to be one of the leaders in this industry. Same thing as uh, being a very uh, uh, outspoken advocate for it. You know, like I said, I I like you just said. I felt like I was depraved from from something yeah. my whole life that was most likely going to be beneficial for me at one point in my life. Um, so I want to help people understand cannabis and kind of like view uh, change their their view on how they see cannabis and consumers itself you know we're not only uh stoners or potheads we're yeah. also professionals that you know work hard well, every th- single th- day that, that stigma is mm-hmm. is is waning but it's there's it's still yeah, there some, some yeah. people still, still do have it you know and little by little you know we just got to instruct every every single person that we can yeah um you know and then they'll slowly understand you know how cannabis actually affects your body yeah and and it's important to talk to folks like yourself because when we had meg sanders in here uh you know a couple of weeks ago people were the feedback i was getting was going you know i really didn't even know that about this particular thing i'm gonna you know go up there and 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 check things out because Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that people are just still intimidated by because the lack of information and the lack of being able to spread that information because of the regulations in place most definitely which is kind of crazy uh, what's your favorite? I know we, we, don't, we don't have too much more time here, but what's your what's your favorite product you got over there? Um, well, as far as flower, my favorite strain would be Hippie Slayer. It's one of our uh, strains that we uh, that we uh, <laughs> produce for Smash Hits. Slayer, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just the name. Where do, who comes up with these names? Who's the who's the one that does that? Uh, well, it's a that that's a very old strain. If I'm not mistaken, uh, it comes from the from one of our growers, which is uh, the famous Cam Dog, um, Greg mm-hmm. Kronowski. Uh so that's one of his strains that he brought to, uh, you know, to our facility. And uh, to be honest, like since I smelled that strain, to me it was like fabulous. It's, it's yeah. uh, that stankiness, and then you can taste it exactly how you smell it. So to me, it's it keeps the true. Right, what's sense. this thing called again? Hippie Slayer. Hippie Slayer. Yep. Smash hits. I'm gonna have to get some of that. Provided to you by yeah. Cannabis So um, but yeah. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite strains. As far as products, I'm I'm turning into a dabaholic. Which a dabaholic. I like dabs. You know, I tr- I, I got dabs. some stuff. Uh, I got some stuff there a few weeks ago. What was the name of that stuff? You remember that? I'm asking the other guy here from Canada. Uh, I think it was a live rosin. Live rosin. Oh Oof. man, outer space. <laughs> toot toot. I was yeah. about to say, especially yeah. live hash rosin. It's yeah. my favorite method of consuming daps why it's so tasty is one of the most pure quality that you're going to get on any dab and it's solventless yeah so you don't got any other like butane or any other solvent affecting the the taste uh, smell yeah. and the quality of that product itself is the most i think is one of the most pure uh uh dabs that you can get yeah you know, it's very easy to make 
and you know it doesn't uh, have too many chemicals you know kind of like into it itself like other dabs do um, but yeah that's definitely by far my favorite type of dab it would be live hash rosin awesome what about edibles you have any uh, favorite edibles edibles to be honest edibles to me uh, since normally they kind of like affect me the same way which would be kind of <laughs> like that hybrid type and at the end it would be kind of like a more indica type of, of yeah. feeling um, I look more for specific qualities like for example I to me, it's it's all about the taste. Yeah. If I can taste the oil that they use, the distillate that they use in the edible itself, to me, it, it does not that good of a quality. To me, it has to taste exactly like an edible would taste, and obviously at the same time, get me high. So to me, it's it's more out of the flavor. Like for example, um, we do have we uh carry a line of uh for Coast Cannabis. Yeah. Uh, they. They provide us with some edibles. Their chocolate is amazing. The type of chocolate they use, if I'm not mistaken, is Belgian chocolate. Ooh, so Belgians. it's it's just the flavor of the chocolate itself they is make just good amazing. Too the Belgians, <laughs> they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that chocolate, their chocolate is so amazing that it makes the flavor of the cannabis just like dissolve in, into it. Like you don't even feel it. So that to me, that's a good quality edible. And there you go. You want to find out more? You go uh, see. Uh, Luis Garcia up at Canada Provisions <laughs> in Holyoke. Uh, address again? Uh, three eighty one Dwight Street. Three eighty one Dwight Street. I always I know it's on Dwight Street. I always forget the. I'm number. sorry. It's three eighty. Three eighty. Let's say three eighty one. Three eighty. Three eighty. Yeah, you don't want to go three eighty one. Just stay at three eighty. Uh, Luis, we appreciate the time uh, today, and thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate the time too. Nagel, mind your business. Rock one hundred two.